What's good, guys? It's your host, Adrian Evans. Welcome to the Black Wealth Media Podcast, where we dive into the stories of black entrepreneurs and we talk about how we can create wealth and build legacy within the black community. Let's get into this episode. Today's episode is sponsored by SC Cosmetics. SE Cosmetics is a brand that was created by Samari Evans, a certified chemist. The brand consists of natural makeup products such as lip balms, eyeshadows, lipsticks, lip scrubs, and many other natural products. Shop at secosmetics.com or come visit in-store at 3710 Renoda Road, Winston-Salem, NC 27106. BWN family, what's good? It's your host, Adrian Evans. So, you know, this is a last minute thing, guys, but I thought it would be a good idea to start a top five episode replay series. And these will be episodes that, you know, are in the top five. They were probably the best performing episodes in the entire Black World Media podcast history. So for the next five weeks, you'll be getting an episode replay from either season one or season two. These episodes were major and the people that I interviewed were awesome and they dropped major gems. So I hope you guys enjoy and we'll get back to the regular program in six weeks. Peace. What's going on, Brittany? See if I can add you in. Uh, give me a second. Okay. There it is. Hey. What's going on, Brittany? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Good, good. See, so you had a little accident right there almost. Yeah, I'm um, trying to get this. So I have a ring light set up, but the other ring light that I have, like this ring light is going to go out in a minute. Oh, okay. had another call, and so I'm trying to set up this one. Give me just a second. It's all good. Take your time. Oh. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> Okay. How you doing? All right.
Uh, we're talking about City Data, her business, and we're talking about entrepreneurship. <laughs> All right. You ready to get to it? Yeah. All right. All right, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the Black Wolf Media Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Evans. I have Brittany City with me. She's the founder of uh, City Data Consulting. Um, Brittany, why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit of background on yourself and, you know, uh, tell tell everybody what you do for those that don't know. Um, so I am a data analyst and I'm just very passionate about providing data to all people and really educating people on what data is and how they can find information. Because I really feel like that's just so powerful and so many people are left powerless in our communities because they do not have information and do not know how to even analyze data, access data, understand what it is. And so... I've taken different classes. I'm currently in a master's program for statistics, and I've taken different data science and data analytics programs and boot camps. And so that's what inspired me to really just go out on my own and start my own consulting, data consulting firm where I can help people, I can help nonprofits, companies, churches, everyone just access data and apply it to their goals. Um, often people are using it for market analysis and grants right now with the people that I've been helping. Okay, okay. Now, um, I know like you're originally from Nashville, Tennessee. Um, talk about that a little bit. Like, What was that like growing up in Nashville? Um, I love Nashville. I think it normally has been a small town. I remember going places and people would ask if we ride on horses and if we have farms. So it's crazy seeing Nashville now and like all the different TV shows we have and how it's just more on the map and people um, from different places are moving here at a crazy rate. And um, like housing market and everything is just changing so much because so many people want to move here. Okay, okay. Um, now, did you have any siblings growing up, or were you, like, the only child? I have two younger siblings. Okay. I have brothers. One is 21 and one is 24. Okay. But they were coming up, too. Okay, okay. Um, so, you know, let's go back to data. Um, how did you, like, first get into that? Like, what interested you into, you know, jumping into that field? Yeah, so I went to school for... Um, biology pre-med and I had plans of going to medical school and when I worked uh, began working at Vanderbilt to get like some research experience I worked alongside a lot of different data scientists and biostatisticians who were using genetics data to help create new medicine and so I started learning more about the process of how data is used and how it can be used in predictive ways which is what led me to go to school for data science because it's really interesting how you can apply data not only to assess what's happening now, but to also predict what will happen mm. in the future. Okay. And so when it comes to assessing data, what kind of technology is involved with that? So I am proficient in Python, R, and SQL, SQL. Okay. Um, and so I use those to work with large amounts of data. So I've worked with data that's in the millions of rows, um, which Excel is not, you know, ca uh, capable of it analyzing. So um, I use those different technologies to basically do everything from cleaning the data, analyzing the data, creating visualizations and reports, and even creating models, predictive models. Oh, okay, now are these like are these coded languages or something? Yeah. 
they are. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. So, like, when it comes to code, did it take a long time to learn that, or is that something that you've mastered, or is that something that you're still learning? Because you know, I'm pretty sure the trends are changing, right? So it's definitely something I'm always learning, always going into. Um, I so the program idea was are like nine months, nine mm-hmm. ten months. But what I really love about like tech, like versus health and biology, I feel like when we were in school, we were um, basically trying to memorize the textbook. So like every test in biology was like, what is this? What is that? Definitions, different uh, pathways, all these things you're trying to memorize. But I feel in tech, it's more. Uh, normal in the culture for you to look up things and to just search and copy and paste and so if you're working on a code like I actually was working on a Twitter analysis this past weekend you can just google search and find so much out there and just copy and paste code and of course make it work for what you're doing but I think it's not a frowned upon in the community I think so many people are just using other resources that are out there don't reinvent the wheel of course know why things are working and what pathways are happening in your code but if you have to borrow something from a different resource like it's totally fine and i love that about tech okay so when it comes to the tech industry um you know how does it feel to be a black woman in tech because you know in general there's the a little representation of black people and there's an even smaller representation of black women. How does that feel to be a part of that and, you know, possibly elevating and changing the game? Like, how does that feel to you? It definitely is something you feel. I think if you search different companies, um, I would aspire to be a CTO one day, like a chief technical officer. And the amount of black women that are in that role, it's very, very small. And so um, it's always something that you're mindful of, but I think it's also inspiring and it moves you to want to progress and go forward and to also do things like this and have blogs and social media and different things to let people know about tech. I think it can seem very, um, you know, like intimidating for people and just I'm really passionate about having people of color and especially women of color Mm. know about tech and data and just see it as something that they're open to joining and so i've taught different excel classes and data analytics classes and i'm actually next month is women's month i believe and so i'm planning to do some type of excel course or python introduction course for women only um to just get women introduced into the the tech industry and just see what possibilities are there for them okay um, so do you have your own curriculum that you've created or do you have like programs that you work with and you guys put together a curriculum? Like, how does that work? It's a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I've worked with Pivot Tech. It's a black owned technology school here in okay. Nashville. And I've been an Excel instructor there, but I've also on my own worked on some curriculums for Google analytics, for Instagram analytics and for Excel. And I'm working on something for more in in-depth analysis with Python and R, but I wanted to just start with something that is so much useful for people every day. I'm even teaching Excel in a way where people can do their finances or they can track their schedule, showing them all the different things you can do with Excel that you don't have to necessarily have an analytics computer for. Okay. Okay. That's, that's cool. Um, now when it comes to coding in general, um, or just data, what would you say has been the hardest thing for you? Like, what's the hardest aspect about that? Hmm. I really 
doing your own thing. I think just thinking of learning something new, especially when you're out of school, like especially grade school, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't have time. Like I'm trying to just do my my day to day, go to home, go to bed, you know. And so the more responsibilities you have, the more difficult it is to new and so I felt that when I first started my program it was just really defining that time outlining it and saying this is the time I'm going to practice coding this is the time I'm going to do this and so now I do have more things that I want to learn and develop but it's just a matter of finding that time and I, I like to do that by working on side projects and things that interest me um, so I'm actually doing the Twitter analysis on the Gorilla Glue Now, um, you know, speaking of that, uh, Gorilla Goo Girl, you know, let's talk about that a little bit. What were some of your, you know, thoughts when that came about, you know, on the internet? I don't know if I'm just like a sap or like <laughs> I'm a sad-hearty person, but I really feel bad for her. Yeah. And I was shocked that so many people did not feel bad for her, but I did see similarities in the cans. Yeah, yeah, I, definitely. I, so I know about um, the got to be and I know how the can is shaped and so I can totally see how the cans can look similar and all that so my heart went out to her yeah. I felt for her um and now she actually has a GoFundMe mm. to raise money for the reconstructive surgery place yeah. and so I thought that was awesome um but yeah my heart went out to her and she actually um started making t-shirts I mm. thought that was kind of odd and, yeah. like after the fact yeah. <laughs> but everyone is trying to get out and live yeah, I uh, my first thought was man, I felt I felt real bad for her. I was like, man, that that's gotta suck. And then, you know, I figured whenever she goes into the surgery, I didn't know how they were gonna do it. I'm thinking like, man, that's gonna hurt. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you know, uh, thank God it was a, a painless process. And uh, I, I thought it was pretty dope how she was, you know, um, she you know created the GoFundMe to you know donate money as well. I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah, but an African American man like an Af. I'm believe it's from africa um the surgeon yeah yeah the product that got it out of her hair so I thought it was pretty dope, and, and the timing was perfect. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Could have been better, just like you said. Um, so you know, back back to back to data, um, and and entrepreneurship. So you know, when it comes to entrepreneurship, did you ever see yourself uh, as being an entrepreneur? Um, did you ever see yourself in that light? I definitely saw myself starting a business. Mm -hmm. I always come up with ideas for stuff. Me and my mom. That's what we do all day. Mm -hmm. So um, I definitely saw myself as doing something, but I wasn't sure what it would be. And I kept, so again, going back to just how my heart must be, a lot of the different businesses that I would think of, they would ultimately be for people that did not have the resources, did not have the money. And so they would ultimately become nonprofits. And so I was just so back and forth about, should I start a nonprofit or should I try to figure out something where it's for profit? And honestly, even me starting my business, it wasn't even necessarily to make money. Mm -hmm. It was just that to start a nonprofit, you need a board. 
you need at least three to five people to come together for that. And that was just something that I didn't feel like doing, rounding up people and doing the bylaws and all that stuff. And so it was just easier to do an LLC. But honestly, the heart of the company is still very in that nonprofit space of where I'm just really passionate about educating people about data and getting um, data in the hands of everyone who needs it. Um, primarily, my focus with City Data Consulting is nonprofits and schools and helping them collect data that can help them better serve their community. I've worked with a lot of um, political campaigns and helped them assess their area to see what is best for their campaign. And so now kind of working with churches, either if it's with their finances and analyzing what's happening with their money and trends that they're seeing in attendance, but also even just how to better serve their area and creating surveys and things to collect that. Okay. Um, you know, whenever you uh, work with these clients, you know, how long of a process is it? And, you know, how many people or how many clients or, or, or programs are you working with at, at a time? So it really varies. Like last semester, I was juggling a lot of different things. So it was about three to four different clients and projects, but it worked out where they all ended right before the holiday. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to take a great long vacation and then hop right back. And um, now I'm kind of onboarding with a few. But what was amazing about all of them is that they started from What's up, guys? I hope you're enjoying the show. If you are, I want you to take a screenshot of yourself listening, and I want you to tag at underscore the Black Book Media Pod. That'll be a big help as far as getting the message out. Also, I want you to go ahead and leave a five-star review and go ahead and subscribe. And let's get back to the show. Volunteer work. So yeah. there's a lot of organizations that I had already volunteered with in the past, and they had just reached out to me, and I was blessed with actual monetary payment for things that I was already really helping them with, um, and even add a little bit more, of course, with the data side. But I think so many of the connections I grabbed first for my business were just organizations I was already volunteering with and helping with locally. That's solid. That's pretty solid. Um, you know, how, how like how is it easy to? network um or better yet um you know how are you able to network with these businesses like how do you um just keep build the relationship and you know just keep everything going strong i felt like for so like i mentioned some of them i had already volunteered with for years so literally since like 2014 when i graduated from college but some other organizations, I just went out on my own and said, like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Let me know if you need help in this. Um, kind of some organizations that I saw that I personally would have liked to work with. Mm -hmm. So it was a personal thing for me, like, hey, y'all are cool. I want to work with you. So let me know if you need any help in this area. Um, also with social media. And I'm part of a lot of different black and tech groups. So just meeting different people and asking them, what do you think I can do with this mm -hmm. kind of business and with this skill set? And then they just contacted me. But I mean, it's uh, literally things were just falling in my lap. I was mm -hmm. so glad from when I first started that so many projects were just coming to me without me doing much work. And it was during the pandemic, like yeah. literally started this right when the pandemic started. So it was just really a blessing how it all panned out. Um, yeah. 
but I think for me to grow, I do want to do more networking, more um, conferences and different things. And so it's just going to be interesting to see how I'm able to maneuver and do a lot of that right now with how everything is. Yeah. Um, have you ever come up, have you ever, you know, come across a client or a program that, you know, you just couldn't work with? And if you did, like, how did you handle that? So I have not reached that yet. Um, I do find it very important to be honest with my skill set and be honest with what I want to do and what I'm doing. So I have come across some roles that I think were pitched to me as being a little bit more data. And then when I actually got into the role, it was not that. So I think um, that's just been a learning lesson for me to kind of evaluate them more at the beginning end and have more questions and things lined up to really assess what their needs are to make sure that really lines up with what the business is and what I hope to do with the business. Mm, okay. Um, you know, when it comes to entrepreneurship in general, you know, what are some of your views on failure? Um, and how do you uh, maneuver through that if you've ever reached uh, a point where, you know, you were working on a project and you just you failed at it? You know, how did you maneuver through that mentally um, in, 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 in general? Yeah, so I always see that as learning lessons, but I do think that the more I've grown, even professionally in work and things, it's just really having clear communication. So mm-hmm. if there is a stumbling block, I think that first, I, early in my career, I would see that it's like, oh my gosh, I failed. I look terrible. Like thinking of how I'll be perceived and seen, I'm just inadequate for the role. But I think just being transparent about what roadblock I'm facing and seeing if there's help that can I can receive because sometimes it's honestly not even me sometimes it's what they've given me the data set um the different requests sometimes it's that and so if I sit too long with myself and get in my head about oh man I'm terrible at this then it'll just prolong the deadline when really I can go to them and let them know and we could work towards something Mm, that's that's solid that's good that's good um so tell me you know like what are some of your future plans for, you know, your programs and teaching and teaching your curriculum? Yeah, so I actually, um, like I mentioned, for Women's Month, I would love to do a class for women, minority women around data analytics, around Excel basics. Um, that would be really fun. I'm also working on a tech literacy campaign, data, data literacy campaign, which is really um, educate people about data and tech and break it down and show just how much power it is in knowing, you know, data and not necessarily working in a role. You don't have to work in analytics or anything like that, or even have coding experience or skill set, but just knowing what data and tech is and welcoming it into your lifestyle. So I'm really working on a real campaign around that for this year. Um, I'm just really passionate about that. So I'm excited to do something in that. Okay. Okay. Um, now, when it comes to like marketing, um, you know, how do you go about with that? Like, how, do you use like email marketing or do you market on social media or do you text market? Like, what do you do? So it's funny you said that because my friend Netta is in here and okay. she's the marketing person. But, like, she's a marketing guru. But I actually have not um, fully reached my true capacity, in, you know, in that realm, I guess. Uh, I've really been trying to focus on my product right now and what exact, like, courses and offerings that I'm going to give out. 
Um, a lot of the work that I've been doing right now, like I've mentioned, has been consulting businesses and nonprofits individually. And so I see that as more in my networking and the way that I build relationships with them. But the actual marketing, I want that to be geared towards the everyday person, mm. the people that follow me on social media, um, people in our generation, different things. So I really want to work on a great product for them to then market and have prepared. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, talk about a, a typical day. What's that like, you know, being Britney city, like, you know, what do you do in the morning? Uh, you know, what do you do at night? What do you do throughout the day? How does that go? Oh man, I'm just like glued to this seat and this computer right now. Uh, That's how my day has been. <laughs> really like I'm doing work. I'm doing, um, schoolwork. So I mentioned I'm studying statistics mm-hmm. as well. So I'm doing schoolwork. It actually worked out where the program is very like hybrid, online, self-paced, which was not the intent at first, but with COVID, that's how it's worked out, yeah. which has been great for my schedule. Um, so I've been doing that. I'm actually working on starting a YouTube channel. So mm, I spend a okay. lot of my time researching like the ins and outs of YouTube and all of that. Um and even researching things for the business and like I've mentioned working on side projects so most days is like a 12 hour day I think it's become the norm like a 12 hour day which does not feel as bad when you're at home yeah. um, but working with different companies I feel like a lot of the groups that I've consulted they have we've had little um, time to meet so it's really I guess it depends on the group so some groups they will like to meet every week I have one group that I was consulting. They wanted to meet every Tuesday morning, get updates. But then I've had other groups that were like, just let me know when it's done. So um, that's kind of where it's at right now. And I love that. Like, this is something I definitely would want to do for the rest of my life. Or as long as I'm able to, because I love the flexibility and how it's set up and how different people, you know, how it just can really work around my own schedule. I really like that. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, So, you know, when you do projects, are you able to like just get through them or like how long does it take you to, you know, knock out a project? It depends. So, um, if I'm given a data set and like some clear questions and I can knock it out, but I did one project for the city of Nashville, the Metro human relations department Mm -hmm. and for COVID-19. So we were assessing a lot of COVID-19 data, but it also relied a lot on me, going to people to collect that data. So I was at the mm. beginning, I'm collecting qualitative data to then analyze, which is different than if I just receive files of data and say, hey, spit me out something to um, help answer a question. So it just depends on the need. Um, but like I mentioned before, I'm doing, I'm working on um, just clearly defining those needs from the beginning so that I can see how they'll fit with my schedule and if that aligns with my goals and my business goals. Okay. Okay. Um, now when it comes to the tech industry, how many different, um, I don't really know much about tech. Um, like how many different sectors of tech are there? Like, like, you know, as far as data analysis and stuff like that, how how many different, I mean, it's huge. Like my brother, he works at bank of America in what is called FinTech. So like financial tech, but nowadays everything has tech. I Mm. actually just, someone that's working in internet of things and you should search that y'all should search that so (laughs) but it's basically adding the internet to anything so when you think of an apple watch if you think of like google is working on contacts that are 
digital and you can see things in them. So Internet of Things is literally adding the Internet to anything in your daily life. And so tech is everywhere and it's not going anywhere. And I think that we should just really welcome it to our lives yeah. and balance it in our lives um, in an efficient way. I mean, I know my mom, she's worried about like smart house and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it's really everywhere, and there's there's really somewhere in tech for everyone. I was actually listening to a Clubhouse chat where um, people were even talking about sales and marketing. Like, even if you don't code and you just work in sales, there's a department where they're selling the software to different companies. You know, it's, it's something for everyone at a tech company for sure, and I think those are great ways for you to kind of um, – jump into it without yeah. fully committing to coding you're just like okay i work in sales let me start selling software and then eventually you may move over to other departments mm -hmm. but that's a great way to start yeah but it, it's so big it's everywhere when you said um when you mentioned the contacts um you know the the technology and that that made me think about like uh smart cities have you ever heard of that smart what smart city there, um, I don't remember where it is, but I actually heard that there's like a smart city somewhere in Africa or something like that. Um, and then I think Akon is building a smart city. Some, you know, he's building his own smart city or something like that. And then um, there's another thing, the data chip. Have you heard about that? Now, what do you think about the data chip, um, you know, being implanted? So, you know, when it comes to a young black girl that wants to get into the tech industry, what kind of advice would you give her if she asked you? Ooh, um, I would suggest that she do a lot of research. Like a lot of people, when I've, I've been talking to different people and they want a lot of people to first do their research, which sometimes that sucks because you just want to talk to someone. Yeah. But I think because, like I've mentioned, it's so huge. I think pinpointing and identifying what kind of sector you would like to be in will really help. Even assessing your own skill set that you already have. So if you're already out of college, you've already worked different careers, you've created a skill set for yourself. So really assess that and be honest with yourself and what you have already learned and then see where you can apply that in the tech industry. Because like I mentioned, if you're already great in sales and marketing, you may just be fit in going to a tech company and offering that to them, not necessarily starting code and all of that. Mm. Um but like for me, I was biology pre-med and then I went to this boot camp and I learned tech and I went down that path. So I would always want to just suggest to people to not feel 
stuck at the same time in the skills that they have or what they went to school for. But if it's something that you want to do or you're passionate about or you think will be cool, like go for it. Um, there are tons of YouTube videos and blogs mm. and um, things about different coding languages, different careers in tech. Like that's what I do. I even yeah. search like jobs that I like. And um, I've looked up jobs at like CNN. I would love to work at CNN. I've looked up their jobs and seen what requirements they have, what type of education, and even look at the CTOs and the head people of different tech companies and see what path they took and what classes they took. And then just kind of create your own curriculum and your own, you know, um, pathway to get there. And yeah. it will really happen. I mean, I've met people that have landed huge top jobs at Netflix by only taking, um, only doing side projects. Like they just searched different data sets, did their own side projects, created apps on their own, and they landed the job. Mm. And then some people who went and spent tons of years and time and money on getting a PhD, and then they landed the job. Yeah. So it's it's going to be so many different pathways. And I think right now, while it's so new, companies are even like, I don't know, like you have this, but you don't have that. Like, yeah. we'll give you a try, you know, because I've been interviewing for some places right now, even to just like keep my skills fresh and kind of see what people are talking about at these companies. And it seems like a lot of companies are like, okay, you have this that I really think you could help my team with. And then they could help you, you know, learn this skill or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. So go for it for sure. That's solid. That's solid right there. Um, you said something about keeping your skills fresh. Um, are there any exercises you would recommend for, for coders um, that you, you could think of? So I love doing data camp, um, datacamp.com. Um, they have just tons of different games and they make it really fun. You can learn literally anything on data camp okay. and they don't just teach like a Python class. They'll do like Python for, I just saw one that was like Python for predicting stocks. Okay. So like, mm-hmm. you'll do one class on predicting like the stock market in Python. Um, or I just did one about the Twitter analytics because I was doing the Gorilla Glue stuff. Um, They just have really defined projects, and it's really quick to get through. I love Data Camp. So I would suggest um, anyone to hop on there. That's a great way to kind of get a little teaser and see if it's meant for you. Okay. That's all. That's all. I'm going to check that out myself. Okay. Yeah, Um, they have I mean, it's not even just like I do Python R and SQL, but they also have um, more software development, yeah. web development type of things too. Okay, 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 that's solid. Um, so, my last question to you, you know, if somebody wants to, you know, get in contact with you, uh, whether it be through email or social media, um, how can they reach out? So you can reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Brittany City, so at Brittany City. Um, no spaces and then also at city data consulting it's my business instagram um, my email is info at citydataconsulting.com you can reach me there um and i'll get back to you really soon like i'm always on my phone <laughs> okay okay so. all right guys so uh there you have it i want to thank everybody that attended um the yes. interview um guys make sure you share this with somebody um share this in your stories um Brittany, uh, thank you for you know giving me this opportunity to interview you. That was very great. Thanks for inviting me. This is fun. Thank no you. problem. Thank you. 
All right, guys. So uh, again, I'm your host, Adrian Evans. I have Brittany City, founder of uh, City Data Consulting. And we're going to get up out of here, guys. That's the end of the episode. Peace. Hope you guys enjoy it. Bye-bye. What's up, guys? It's me again. So tell me, what did you think about the show? I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, I would love for you to take a screenshot and tag at underscore the Black Wealth Media Pod and share this on your Instagram stories with your friends. That would be very appreciated. Also, go inside the podcast app to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and a five-star review. This helps us get the message across all over the world so more people can listen. On top of that, I really do hope you guys enjoy the show. And I'll see you next week on the Black Wealth Media Podcast.